Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about the DCF alternative, and that's DCF means discounted cash flow. Um, and my alternative is reinvested capital. Let's go. This model is meant to be used with growth companies such as Fang stocks. Before we go into this DCF alternative, uh, let's start by briefly summing the DCF model and what I don't like about it. Uh, the DCF or discounted cash flow uh, is used uh, to evaluate companies by discounting all cash flows to present values with a discount rate. And um, Investopedia has a, a good uh, excerpt to explain how uh, you calculate DCF. And this is what they say. Calculating the DCF of an investment involves three basic steps. First, you forecast the expected cash flows from the investment. Uh, second, you select a discount rate, typically based on the cost of financing of the investment uh, or the opportunity cost presented by alternative investments. The third and final step is to discount and discount the forecasted cash flows back to the present day. So you have to use a discount rate. And one of the most used uh, discount rates is uh, WACC or uh, WAC or Weighted Average Cost of Capital. And uh, it has a formula. It is best explained by the image that I have at stockpickinginsights.com in the written post. Uh, but basically, uh, it, it, divides, it is divided in cost of equity, cost of debt. Um, and in cost of equity, you have um, risk premium um, multiplied by beta. And then you add risk-free interest rates. And let's make up a quick hypothetical example. Um, let's say that the company you are evaluating has a 6% cost of equity and 2% cost of debt. Uh, cost of debt has little subjectivity uh, compared to cost of equity uh, because cost of equity uses KPM, described by the formula we were just talking about. Uh, KPM, by the way, is Capital Asset Pricing Model, uh, which is the model used to value the equity. Um, KPM's purpose is to say the minimum uh, return that pays your risk um, with the risk being stock volatility. Uh, and you may say, for example, if you use KPM, if the stock returns below 6%, I don't want it because it's not compensating for the risk. You are thus implying that the stock must generate at least 8% a year of returns, um, and that returns may be in the form of dividends uh, and or stock price appreciation per year. 8% because it's 6% from the equity, 2% from the debt. And below that, it doesn't uh, pay for the risk. Here's a quick overview of what's going on when you use this 8% discount rate. You forecast all future cash flows, for example, to be $10 billion in nominal values. So this isn't time sensitive, it's $10 billion until the company dies. Then you discount the, those 10 billion to present values with a discount rate, um, arriving at, for example, 8 billion. You will not, therefore, pay more than 8 billion for this company today. Uh, and why not, if you are getting 10 billion in nominal values?
in nominal yes in nominal values because you are implicitly saying with this 8 billion i can either make 10 billion at least 10 billion with less risk or uh, even if i can't make 10 billion with my 8 billion now which is a value that i will be paying for the company uh, even if I can't make 10 billion in, in time, um, it is still too much risk and risk uh, is measured by beta in this way. Uh, so stock volatility uh, for the reward. Uh, you already know that I, I have a problem with KPM because of beta as the measure of risk. Um, and that's why I use an alternative to this DCF model. But keep in mind that... Uh, the DCF model can be used in many ways. You don't have to use um, uh, you don't have to use KPM or WAC. So you may be doing it a different way. My alternative uh, is reinvested capital. Uh, this alternative forecasts how much uh, the cash flows will grow in the future based on two metrics. The first one is returns on capital, uh, and the second one is reinvestment rates. Uh, return on capital uh, may be calculated in many ways, um, but it always means how much profit a company generates with the available capital that it, it has. Uh, a company with a return on capital of 10% makes 10, 10 cents of net profits with uh, $1 of capital available to use. Uh, we can be subjective and discuss about uh, if a dollar is really avail available to use or not, and that's where return on capital um, differs. But um, it always means the same. How much profit uh, you make relative to how much available capital. Um, this can, for example, um, available capital can be, for example, account payables, uh, debt, cash, uh, a lease, uh, anything that can be put to use. Then you have reinvestment rates. Reinvestment rates is how much of the profits is reinvested back into the business. Uh, and uh, you can also say uh, not distributed. So uh, if you distribute it, it goes away uh, in the form of repurchases or dividends. Uh, if you don't, it's considered uh, reinvested back into the business. Um, of the 10 cents that the company profits, for example, if it reinvests back 8 cents, that means a 80% reinvestment rate. And what happens when a company reinvests its profits? It may or may not get returns back depending on what it is reinvesting in. If I take those 8 cents from the 10 cents that I profit, profited, but I uh, I don't distribute those eight cents. I simply take those eight cents and buy a company that is worth zero. I just destroy eight cents and I get no return back. So what you do with reinvested capital is, is very important. If the reinvestments go into the core business, the return on those profits will be in the ballpark of the rock of the reinvested of the return on capital. Uh, as long as the business is healthy. Because, again, if the company is reinvesting back into the car business, but the business, uh, the car business won't bring any cash flows, won't be worth anything in the future, that, that is also uh, destroying money. So it doesn't help in any way. Uh, 
um, a company that makes 10 cents on the dollar, uh, that's return on capital, and reinvests 8 cents back, it should go grow net profits at 8% a year, considered, considering that uh, the car um, is healthy and that the company is reinvesting back on the car. And we can make a very simple formula for that, uh, profit growth. Uh, that can be measured by net income or free cash flow, uh, you pick one, um, is equal to return on capital uh, times reinvestment rate. So this is the base model, but now we have to make some assumptions and some adjustments. Um, this TCF alternative makes some assumptions by nature, uh, the major one being that a company that doesn't reinvest will not grow because reinvestment rate will be zero and uh, return on capital times zero will be zero um, free cash flow or net income growth. But this is not always true. Uh, some truly exceptional companies grow organically without significant reinvestments. For example, Nike has reinvested less than 0% of their net income since 2014, but uh, grew profits at a set 7% KHR uh, compound annual growth rate and you can see that in um, in the chart that I have uh, you know, in the written post at stockpickinginsights.com you'll see um, uh, two lines one for net income uh, softened or normalized and you will also see um, the reinvestment ratios and you will see that the reinvestment ratios are uh, always negative uh, since 2014 but the net income uh, grew uh, with volatility, but it grew from 2013 to 2020. That is normalized. This tends to happen with strong brands and it leads to the adjustment number one. Uh, when using the reinvested capital model that I'm uh, pitching, you should account for organic growth separately uh, because um, it, it isn't going to be embedded in the formula that we are talking about. Uh, the more conservative you are, the less aggressively you forecast this organic growth rate that we're talking about. Um, and then we can make a second adjustment, and that is to ask yourself, when will these investments generate net profits? Because, uh, for example, Facebook may be investing in reality labs, but will it generate profit right away or will it generate profit in one, five or 10 years? Um, and we have to factor that in because that will delay the cash flows that we will get, uh, meaning the returns that we will get, uh, either in form of capital appreciations, um, stock price or dividends. Finally, and most importantly, we have to ask where is the money going? In any valuation, you must understand where is the money being reinvested in. This TCF alternative is no exception. Um, if they are reinvesting into the core business and the core is healthy, we already said that um, using uh, return on capital, uh, the historic return on capital is roughly okay. Of course, you have to keep in mind that it must be normalized. Um, you have to have in mind um, the cyclicality of the companies because return on capital uh, may not always be um, a beautiful line like it is with, for example, Facebook or Alphabet. 
Um, it, but if not, if they are not reinvesting in the car business, uh, you may need to come up with a new return on capital from scratch. Um, for example, Alphabet has been heavily reinvesting in profits, uh, its profits in servers, uh, offices, and hiring. The, those are the three main reinvestment uh, outlets. But we have to ask, what for? Um, why are why are they doing it? Uh, there is no firm data um, because they are vague in their earnings calls. All we can say is that cloud is taking up a huge chunk of these investments. Uh, they have um, a very big backlog of $30 billion. So to deliver uh, the services that they are promising and grow, uh, they have been buying servers, uh, hiring for, for sales and technical roles. And that also requires offices. So that's why I say that cloud is a very big outlet of cash. Um, but can we use Alphabet's historic uh, return on capital to forecast, forecast this uh, cloud, uh, the returns on, on cloud? Um, no and yes. And no, firstly, because cloud doesn't generate net profits yet. So... Um, if you use historic return on capital, there is 0% of cloud involved in that. Um, but uh, the yes, because it is reasonable to expect uh, cloud services to generate the, the, the same level of return on capital, because it is uh, as capital light as the core business. Um, it takes mostly servers, servers and human capital to build. Uh, the difference is that um, in cloud, you are ser selling a different type of service compared to, for example, a search engine. So to sum it up, uh, reinvested capital model is a DCF alternative for companies that reinvest into their business. So it doesn't make sense to use with companies that are, ex are expected to grow. Uh, that's why I, I started by saying that it is meant to be used on growth companies. It uses returns on capital. So by definition, it penalizes companies with lots of debt and cash, uh, which is conservative. Um, some people, uh, I have to say, don't throw in cash into return on capital, but I, I do. But you you can use the return on capital you, you, th you think it's best. Um, it also, this model also favors companies that reinvest back into the business. Um, and I, I love, I love this model because, um, reinvesting profits for growth is my favorite capital allocation option. It is riskier for an investor, uh, than to distribute it because if they distribute the, the cash in, for example, dividends, the format of dividends, you have the cash in hand. And even if the company goes bust, you, you have the cash. But this capital allocation option is more rewarding if the company has a long-term competitive advantage um, because you will be, you'll be left with a, a better company in the future with more cash flows or, or cash flows for longer. Um, an, ex an exception to this is a, a company that reinvests in heavily into non-car businesses, 
which can turn very speculative because uh, new ventures can turn out well, can uh, they have more unknowns, so uh, it is riskier, um, but it also may be a good idea depending on, on the business. And that's it for today, guys. We'll see you next week.